0: Amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Welcome once again to Christ City. Would you please open up your Bibles to John chapter 3 to take in the Word while the baptismal candidates prepare themselves and receive some instruction. John 3, verses 16 to 21, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Humanity is fallen. Without Jesus Christ, we are lost. Without Jesus Christ, we are dead men walking. Without Jesus Christ, we remain separated from God. Our sin and our rebellion unearthed the chasm. Without Jesus Christ, we are captive to sin, and we are chained, although we may tell ourselves that we are free. The only hope of freedom is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was born into this world to save sinners. Every one of us has sinned. We've lied. We've cheated. We've lusted. We've hurt others. And we've hurt self. We've brought about pain. We've acted out of jealousy. We've acted out of envy. We've lived selfishly. We've fallen well short of the glory of God. Every one of us needs saving. The message paraphrased: this is how much God loved the world. He gave His Son, His one and only Son, and this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. By believing in Him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. A whole and lasting life. Are you asking yourself right now, is is that possible? Well, the good news is that it is possible. Because of Jesus Christ, because the Father sent His Son, John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. The Amplified Bible reads, no one has greater love. No one has shown stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. This is what Jesus Christ has done for us. This is what Jesus Christ has done for you. Isaiah 53, verse 4, He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Verse five, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. I'm here to announce today that this is not simply a good story, this is history. This is his story that ours might be rewritten. Verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. All our iniquity, all our immorality, all our wrongdoing, all our crime, all our corruption, all our wickedness, all our evil. He laid it all on Jesus. You say, why would why would the Father Why would the Father do this to him? The perfect sinless Son of God? And the answer is for us. And the answer is for you. The message paraphrase. It's what God had in mind all along. To crush him with pain. The plan was that he give himself as an offering for sin so that he'd see life come from it. Life, life, and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. Out of that terrible travail of soul, he'll see that it's worth it and be glad he did it. Through what he experienced, my righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous ones. As he himself carries the burden of their sins. Therefore, I'll reward him extravagantly the best of everything. The highest honors. Because he looked death in the face and didn't flinch. Because he embraced the company of the lowest. He took on his shoulders the sin of many. He took up the cause of all the black sheep. Ba bye, bye black sheep. Christ can save your soul. Second Corinthians 5, verses 17 to 20. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is the miracle of salvation. This is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus has done and is still in the business of doing saving people rescuing people setting people free showing grace and mercy showing the greatest kindness and the greatest love from death to life in christ alone if i could say something to all of us here today Let us not gamble with time. Nicky Cruz, one of the most notorious gang leaders in New York City history, the most feared. He was the leader of the Mau Mau's, and he was miraculously saved. He grew up in Puerto Rico in a home full of witchcraft. And he ended up in New York City as a young teenager because his parents couldn't handle him, couldn't handle him any longer. So they sent him to New York City to meet up with one of his brothers. And he rejected that company, and he ran away. Nicky Cruz was miraculously saved years later. After many years of gang life, gang activity, he gave his life to the Lord as the gospel was preached. And there's much to the story. However, I want to share one account. After he had received Jesus, he arrived back in gang territory to try and reach those he knew before his new creation life. He preached one night as a dying man to dying men. One of the boys who came forward was his old friend, Hurricane Hector. This was a boy who had come to an altar before. The words of Nikki Cruz. One of the boys who came forward was my old friend, Hurricane Hector. I remembered the time I had initiated him into the gang and the time we had a fair fight. And he had run when he saw I was going to kill him for stealing my alarm clock. Now Hurricane was kneeling at the altar. After the service, I walked back toward Fort Greene with Hurricane. He was the war counselor for the Mau Mau's. Since I had been instrumental in getting him to join the Mau Mau's, I felt a deep burden for him. I asked him where he lived. I'm staying in an abandoned apartment. Man, how come you're not still living with your folks, I asked. They threw me out. They were ashamed of me. You remember I was one of those guys who came forward that night at St. Nicholas Arena with you in Israel. Several weeks later, I talked my folks into going to church with me, and they were converted. We all got active in the church, and I was working with young people. I had dropped out of the gang and everything, everything just like you in Israel. But the church was too strict. I wanted to have parties for the young people, and they didn't believe in parties. I finally got discouraged and dropped out. It was the same old story. He had met with the Mau Mau's later, and they talked him into coming back to the gang, just like they tried to talk me into it. They told him that Christians are squares, punks, sissies. And that the gang was the only group that had the real answers to life. They literally evangelized him back into the gang. Hurricane, how come you came down tonight, I asked him, referring to the fact that he answered the altar call. I came down because inside I want to be right. Nikki, I want to follow God. But I can't find the right answers each time. I turn to him and then turn away. Things get harder. I wish you were back in the gang, Nikki. Maybe I could get back to Christ if you were here. We sat on the curb and talked into the small hours of the morning. I heard the clock in the tower chime 4 a.m. Hurricane, I feel the Spirit of God telling me to say this to you. The clock just chimed 4 a.m. It's late. But if you will give your heart to Jesus, he'll take you back. It's late, but it's not too late. You feel guilty, but God will forgive you. Won't you come to Jesus now? Hector put his head in his hands and began to cry. But he kept shaking his head and saying, I can't, I can't. I want to do it, but I know if I do, I'll Go right back to the gang tomorrow. I can't do it. I just can't. I told him, Hector, you won't live another year if you don't come to Christ now. You'll be dead this time next year. They'll kill you. My head was overflowing with words that were not mine as I prophesied to him. Hector just shook his head. If it happens, it happens, Nicky. And I can't do anything about it. Hurricane, I hope to see you when I get back. But I have a strong feeling that unless you turn back to Christ, I'll never see you again. The next afternoon, I left for California. I didn't know at that time just how accurate my prophecy was. We fast forward in the story. Nikki back in New York City. Hurricane had gone back to the gang. There was a huge fight, a huge fight with the rival gang. And then three months later, Hurricane and four others went to kill a member of that gang. Hurricane was killed. A member of the gang told Nikki Cruz, When we got to the street, we saw Hurricane wasn't with us. Gilbert ran back up the steps and found Hurricane standing up against the wall with a bayonet stuck all the way through him. Gilbert said it was poking out his back. The bishop, rival gang member, had run back in his room and locked the door. Hector was scared and was crying. He was leaning up against the wall with that big knife poked all the way through his gut, begging Gilbert to keep him from dying. He said he was scared to die. He cried something about the clock striking. And then he fell down in the hallway on top of that knife and died. Don't gamble with time. Don't gamble with time. And I feel to say, by the Spirit of the Lord, these words. The clock just chimed. It's late. But if you will give your heart to Jesus, he will take you back. It's late, but it's not too late. You feel guilty, but God will forgive you. Won't you come to Jesus now? Won't you give your life to Jesus now? You know, he's here. He's here in this room. He's here for you. If you want your life changed, now is the time. The good news is that there is life beyond the grave. Life beyond the grave things of life. The dead things of life. The deadly things of life. The places of what is dead. There's life beyond the grave, beyond the vices and the addictions and the bondages And the chains. There's life beyond the fleeting pleasures this world has to offer. There's life beyond the grave, beyond the grave doings of life, the actions of sin, of immorality, the things done in this life that hurt us and hurt others. There is life beyond the grave, The grave dealings of life, there's life beyond the abuse, the pain, the loneliness, the rejection, the associations that have led us down paths of destruction. There is life beyond the grave, the grave ending of life. The Bible declares, Hebrews 9, 27, it is appointed for men to die, but after this, the judgment. And it's true, should Christ tarry, every one of us will find ourselves six feet under one day. We can't escape death, and yet we can Hebrews 9, 27 and 28, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. The message reads, everyone has to die once and then face the consequences. Christ's death was also a one-time event, but it was a sacrifice that took care of sins forever. And remember those beautiful words we read at the beginning, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gave his Son for you. Life beyond the grave. If we surrender our lives to Jesus and accept Him as Lord and Savior and purpose to follow Him all the days of our lives, death is simply a doorway to everlasting life. And that everlasting life begins now. We are dead men walking with the life sentence on us. We can't pay the price. We can't get out of it. The penalty is death and eternal separation from God unless we accept his pardon. But because of his grace, his mercy, because of the love of Jesus, because he shed his blood for us, we can be with him forever. Heaven and hell are real. We will end up in one of two places. But thanks be to God who sent his beautiful son Jesus to save us through the most incredible act of love. And the Bible is full of examples of men and women that were given life beyond the grave. People that were dead in trespasses and sins people that were possessed by demons, people that were afflicted by the devil, people that were involved in things that bring destruction, people involved in things that bring pain, people that had wayward vices and addictions, and people that were trapped in this unending cycle of indulgence every one of us needs Jesus the young child that's been born into a Christian home and so too the child that has been born into a non-christian home every one of us needs Jesus the young person that is growing up under the influence of faith in Christ And so, too, the young person that's growing up under the power of other influences. Every one of us needs Jesus. The adult that is here today, and whether life is good or life is rough, it does not matter. We are all level at the foot of the cross. We all need Jesus. The rich, the poor, the accepted, the rejected. The clean, the unclean, outside of Christ, we really are all the same, dead. Let's have the worship team return today. The question, what must we do to be saved? Acts 2, verses 37 and 38, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Who can be saved? Verses 39 and 40, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And I love verse 41, then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Souls were added to them. How beautiful. And here we are this morning, water baptism service. These are without doubt some of the greatest moments in the house of the Lord. life beyond the grave, souls added, souls added to the kingdom, men and women stepping into the waters of baptism, men and women making their own public declaration of faith, declaring Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And it's in these waters the old man and the old woman is buried in this watery grave. And we rise to new life. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we stand for a few moments in this place? Just lift up this chorus. Jesus, only you. You're the one who I adore. Thank you, Lord.